Hello, and welcome to the dark side. That that could just be the start of the episode. No, no, it really can't. It is, that's it, we're recording, I recorded it. Uh, no, no intro for... <laughs> you know, second it worked, that's just not fair. I'm just going to uh, fade. I, I'm going to fade in with that. You know, uh, like this, all this conversation we're having right now is also going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the poor past you do that, you're evil when it comes to shit like that. Yeah, I am. Uh, hello there and welcome to the podcast of the Damned. I am your host, Ian. Although, apparently, my co-host today is the... You're the host today. How am I the host? Because you, you did the intro. <laughs> it feels weird. No, I didn't. I did not do the intro. I hope uh, you cut that out. I'm joined by my co-host Nico. How you, how's it doing? How's it doing? I, I never say that <laughs> sentence right. I get it wrong every single week. How how's it going, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I am. Um, I think I'm delirious. <laughs> <laughs> Too much work, not enough play. It's going to be one of those episodes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> on this subject as well it really shouldn't be <laughs> i know uh if you haven't listened to us before we are a horror podcast that deep dives into a different topic every single week in our quest to create a leaderboard of the best and worst horror movies of all time this is episode number six today we're talking about the 2018 movie bad samaritan uh our, our leaderboard that I, I just mentioned, it's coming along nicely. Um, I don't think I've sent it to you for a couple of weeks, Nico, in fairness. No, not yet. No. Um, so, uh, just for clarification, obviously we've done five movies so far. Currently, Rock Bottom at number five is Zombievers, which scored a 4.9 out of 10, which I think we were both a little surprised about. Yeah, I definitely was, that's for sure. Last week's episode, Child's Play, the 2019 remake, before anyone <laughs> it becomes really raging, that rocks in at fourth with a 5.1 out of 10. I think you thought that was a bit high, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I thought that was very high. And at number three was our first episode on Doctor Sleep, which scored a respectable 7 out of 10. Again, I think Nico thinks that was low. <laughs> Yes, it was. It's a great movie. You're evil. Uh, so listen, you always have the bragging rights now because Doctor Sleep came in ahead of Child's Play. I know, thank God for that. I, by I some way as well, even though it's third and fourth just now, um, by the time we flesh this out a bit, you know, Doctor Sleep's got a seven, Child's Play got a 5.1, so it's not really close. Yeah, like, thank God for that because no. it's an awful movie. Okay. Okay, if you say so. In uh, a second place is A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, scoring an 8.3 out of 10. And leading our leaderboard currently is the classic 78 Halloween, with a 9.1 out of 10. So that's how the leaderboard looks so far. Um, that's nice and easy to do when we've only got a few movies on it. I don't think I'm going to be able to do that you know, when we're at like episode 50 or whatever. Definitely, no. And uh, to do the child's play, by the way, straight after I did the podcast with you, did I not go and watch Bride of Chucky? Oh, yes. Yeah, and I, I looked back on that with great, great fondness. It was just like sheer bliss. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to find myself me, after that one. So, just in case you hear me do exactly what I just did, I've been sick this week. Um, it's not COVID, uh, don't worry, but I have been sick this week. So, apologies in advance if there's any coughing or anything. I will do my best to edit it out, but obviously, that might not always be possible. 
Now, here's uh, the thing. Have you been sick or have you been... <laughs> I'm sick. Oh no! I, I've I've been ill this week. <laughs> like I've been really ill. Uh, I've been hopped up on painkillers for the past four days, and yeah, I've I've not been good. There's been a, there's been a lot of phlegm that's left my system. <laughs> Here you asked. You asked. I'm sorry, listeners. I will never ask that again. There you go. <laughs> uh, so. If you would like to support the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Damned Podcast. We're also on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, just search for Podcast of the Damned. Uh, you can also email us. We are looking to begin a new segment in future episodes on the show. We're looking for a, to start a new mailbag segment. So please email us. You can email us about anything at all. It can be episodes that we have previously covered. It can be episodes that we have coming up. It can be our listener questions of the week. It can be just cool horror stories that you have. It can be messages about the podcast. Literally send us in anything at all. Podofthedamned at gmail.com. I will give that again at the end of the show. Uh, Nico, are you ready to talk about this movie? I am. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, by the way. Oh, okay. A little sneak preview for everyone there. Now, we are talking about... Bad Samaritan. Happy birthday, mother. Sean, is that Emperor? I got a good deal through a lady at work. Really? You stole digital cameraman? You still use these? Absolutely. I love this one. Crazy to think what you could do if you did this for your full-time job. Just a poor, struggling artist. Enjoy your dinner, sir. See you in 10 minutes, brother. Welcome to Nino's. That's a beautiful car, sir. Yeah, don't touch it. Navigating home. Oh, you beauty. Yo, talk to me. Black car. Shut up, Doc, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything cool on your end, yeah? They're just getting their salads now, man. Let's check in here. Jesus Christ! Help me, please! We don't have much time. My name is Sosone. Maserati. I'll be right up. Dude, the guy's outside! Where the hell are you? I'm sorry. He's got a girl. Chained up. What were you doing at this guy's house? I was robbing him. Sir, we're investigating your girl chained up in the office. Sorry to disappoint you. You're gonna stay on him, right? You're gonna keep searching for the girl? Stop harassing him. Oh! What's wrong? We're not safe. None of us. It's all good. I got your back. Get caught. You know why you're not in their little jail right now? Because you're in mine. He's gonna kill us. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna get you out of here. 
This movie was released in 2018, was directed by Dean Devlin, and stars David Tennant, Robert Sheehan, and Carrie Condon. The IMDb plot is as follows. A pair of burglars stumble upon a woman being held captive in a home they intended to rob. Um, that's a pretty basic plot there. Tagline for this movie, there was just one tagline, so there's no alternatives. One bad night, one bad decision can haunt you forever. It's a bit long. Not really forever, though, is it? <laughs> it's a bit long-winded, that tagline, isn't it? Yeah, it, could, it should just be one bad night, one bad decision, and then just leave it at that, you know? Uh, so, this wasn't... Was this the first time you'd seen... I can't remember if you said you'd seen this before. Yeah, so I'd, I'd watched this, like, halfway through and then realised my other half would like it. So I was like, well, I'll stop watching it and start watching it with her. Okay, okay. So, uh, just before we get into any sort of deep dives... Um, because I always forget to do this, we're going to talk heavy spoilers. So, Nico, quick overall sort of thoughts. You just said there that you enjoyed the movie. Um, uh, how much did you enjoy it? See, like, as I said, I watched this halfway through, and all the way through that first half, I was watching it, and it was really, really good. And then I watched it all the way through, and not going to deny, the ending is a bit of a letdown bit, I thought, but it's still a good movie right up until then. Yeah, like, this was the first time that I'd watched this, so I hadn't seen this before. Um, there's, there's a few things throughout this movie that I have some issues with, and we'll get to them. Um, overall, though, I don't think it was... I think I think it could have been a lot better. I think, uh, just as a whole. But I think there's there's some really interesting stuff and some cool uh, ideas and, and things like that here. However, I'm going to start with one of my big negatives of this film okay and i'm i'm hoping that you'll agree with me why won't directors just let david tennant be scottish i know like th th he's not even scottish in scrooge mcduck you know what i mean like his accent's even faker scottish than the americans do it's like weird it's it's like, it's you know what i would get it if like it was someone who speaks like me and you. You know, like, we have really thick, like, Doric accents. Um, I try and tone mine down a little bit for the podcast. But you know yourself, Nico, like, if we're having a conversation in person, you know, that's maybe... Not everyone's maybe going to understand what we're able to say. You know, same with if you've got, like, a heavy Glaswegian or someone from the islands. You know, not everyone's going to say it. But I feel like David Tennant's Scottish accent isn't... Like, it's pretty clear. Yeah. Like... This is the thing, he's, he doesn't have a thick, thick Scottish accent, so why do they not... Like It's like Sean Connery always said, yeah, I'll play any part from any country as long as they've got a Scottish accent. <laughs> you should just do that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't definitely. get me wrong, he doesn't have awful accents. This one and this one, this movie here, is one of his worst ones. Yeah. But it's still possible. At the very least, why don't they just let him do his English accent, which is really good. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is obviously the one he used. I mean, he's used in a lot of uh, a lot of things that he's done. Obviously, David Tennant's probably best known for playing the Doctor now, right? So, did um, he play Doctor Who? I never knew that. No, no. Yes, he was. He was. Uh, he was like the third Doctor of all time, like or something like oh, that. Oh, I hate when people say that. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Say what, Nico? 
Uh, no, just no. Christopher Eccleston was the first Doctor yeah, we were talking about. And then it was him, so it was, he obviously is the second you got it from. <laughs> I can't and wait we've for... lost most of our listeners. Yeah, the Doctor Who fan clubs are about to start emailing us furiously. <laughs> but yeah, so... And I, I, maybe this is something for us as well, being Scottish. You know, we just want... We want, we want him to be Scottish too. Um, yeah. And... This is a kind of role, I think, that David Tennant has become kind of well, pretty well known for in the last few years. This sort of psychopathic bad guy thing that he does. You know, I, I'm thinking sort of specifically uh, Jessica Jones, um, yeah. where he was really he good. Well. He, he was... does it really well. The thing I really liked him in, there was a short thing where it was like interrogations. Oh, was this the Dez serial killer? No, it wasn't. It was like a... It was like different. I think it was originally German, okay. and it's basically like they've got it's the interrogations. The cops interrogating folk for whatever they've done, and all the way through, you're like, did they do it? Did they not? And he plays one that's killed his, I think it's his stepdaughter or his daughter that he's been abusing. So all the way through, you're not sure if it's him or if it's like the gym teacher or somebody that he's blaming. All right, okay. I I, I haven't seen that. I need to check that out. It's on Netflix. It's different. It's different people each week because it's just the interrogation. It's not like is that, it's not is like that... the bill or anything, you know. Okay. Um, I need to. Yeah, uh, I recommend people check out this this Des uh, doc, sort of documentary. It's a sort of it's kind of a documentary, but it's a, a theatrical thing where he plays um, Dennis Nielsen, which is yeah, um, I haven't seen that yet, and I really very, want to. Very famous serial killer. Um, definitely worth checking out. He is excellent in it and like i say he, he plays this sort of calm psychopath role really really well now um but i would say that his performances and things like des and jessica jones are still slightly but i think they're better than what we got here in bad samaritan yeah but uh, i've looked that up <laughs> and it's called criminal and then it's just whatever country it's from so it's criminal uk he's in but there's okay. a german one there's a french one there's heaps of different ones okay okay i will definitely need to check that out then um Overall, though, because obviously David Tennant's our main villain, we, this film is led by Robert Sheehan, um, yeah. who got to keep his Irish accent, I noticed. <laughs> I know. But then they play that off as he's from Boston or something. That's what they normally do in America. I know. Um, I, think he's, I think he's a good lead, though. I think he did a good job. Yeah. Like, I, I've heard a lot of like stuff he's been in. He's not been that good. But I've liked him in most of the stuff I've seen him in. Yeah, I think he's probably about best known for being in Misfits, right? Yeah, but like in America, it's the Umbrella. Uh, what is Umbrella? Umbrella Company Academy. Umbrella Academy, that's it. So yeah. with him being in that, a lot of people are like, mm, that was pretty shit, you know? I've never watched an episode. I've heard very, very mixed things about it, to be honest. Yeah, it's... Like, some episodes are good and others are just awful. It's, it, it's no, there's no consistency with it. Yeah. That's the problem. Okay. So, Nico, I'm about to ask you a question that when, just before I watched this movie, I never thought I was going to ask on this episode. Uh oh. I'm slightly scared now. What's the fucking deal with the horses? Do you not know what the deal with the horses is? What's, like, I, I, I get the deal with the horses, right? But why the fuck are they here? Like, what does it matter? 
it's it's all to do like the the opening scene is the whole premise of the what broke him. Yes, yes, no, that's what I'm saying. I understand that, but why horses? Uh, I have no idea. I just don't understand why it's horses. I think it's just because it fits with breaking. Like, breaking, you've got to break a horse in. That, oh, yeah, but that's like the worst line of the film. I know, but it, it fits the plot just for having what broke him. It's basically a scapegoat for fucking... You know, oh, he wasn't always like that. It wasn't till the horses thing. Yeah, well, I guess, but I, I found that whole plot point, that string of the plot, just very, very, very bizarre. <laughs> Can you hear the cop farting? I'm sorry. No, I can't hear anything. It's fine. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I just found that very, very bizarre. Um, like, as a standard, like, without all that, you just take the, this guy's been kidnapping people, he's been torturing them, murdering them, burying them in a big pit of lie. Um, you know, like, that. that's all fine. Like, I think the problem with this film is it didn't break any new ground. Yeah. Like, we've, we've seen films, like, just like this before. Yeah, like, I like the idea of it being the burglar and everything comes across her in the room. The way they did that as well, where he switches on the light and she just comes out of the darkness. It's, it's, it's flash on his you, camera, isn't it? Yeah. You, oh, yeah, it's flash on the camera, sorry. Yeah, so uh, that is just, like, it's a cheap trick for a, a quick flinch thing, but yeah. it, it works every time. I will admit, I did actually jump. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it's the whole horses thing and the whole him finding her and the braid and everything like that. It's it's just to tie in that this guy wants to break people. He wants to make them a total submissive. Funnily enough, you mentioned Dennis Nielsen, and it's pretty much what he wanted to do with people. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, right, let's get into like actual aspects of this film, right? So we, we kick off with Sean, who's obviously played by Robert Sheehan. Um, I have no fucking sympathy for Sean for most of this film. Sean is a dick. Yeah, but I don't think you're meant to have sympathy for him at all. Like, but then who are we supposed to? But who are we supposed to be rooting for? I think we're technically rooting for him because we're hoping she gets saved by him. Oh, but so he's... it's it's by proxy, if you know what I mean. Ah, uh, that's that's. I think that's really stretching it though. When especially when you consider that, uh, you know, the uh, Carrie Codon. I can't remember what her character name is now. That's going to bug me. Uh, just... Katie. Katie, that's it. Um, you know, Katie. Yeah, Katie. Or is, is that the other one? No, no, his girlfriend's Riley. Yeah, Riley, yeah. Sorry, uh, I was mixing the two of them up earlier. Katie is obviously the girl that he's trying to save, trying to rescue. Um, but, you know, she's, she's really not in large aspects of the film. Obviously, we are rooting for her. But yeah. we we are rooting for Sean to say we're supposed to be rooting for Sean to save her, and I just don't think Sean deserves that hero arc. But that that's the thing; it's not even really a hero arc because look what happens at the end; she saves him. <laughs> yeah, and then in fairness, I just said we had the worst line in the film. She has the best line in the film. That's how you fucking yeah. rescue someone. <laughs> that's how you fucking <laughs> save someone. I <laughs> laughed so hard at that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you like you would basically let her go, would you? You would leave her there, like she's like, I right, 
switch the, the light off and he's got a camera sort of thing which is telling him about it. Why would you be like, yeah, I'll go get the cops? Like, well, this no. is the thing, right? So, Sean's robbing this house. This is what him and his friend Derek do. They run the valet service at an Italian restaurant and whilst, um, you know, the couples or the families or whatever are in having their meal, one of them goes, takes the car and, and robs their house. Um, yep. Say, so Sean obviously goes to this guy's house, David Tennant's house, Kale, terrible name. Uh, um, he goes to Kale's house and finds this woman tied up and whatever else. Let's just say he phones the police right there and then. Um, because if he'd done that, the police would have arrived at the house long before Kale would have. Yep. Because he would have still been unawares. Um, do Sh- does Sean get away with the robbery? Like, obviously he doesn't get to keep things, but do they let him go? Well, they, they must have, sort of thing. Because, well, remember, this thing happened in America where it was a guy who was robbing a house, found two girls that were there, basically chained up, and it was a, uh, what's it called, when the guy didn't pay his debts, so they were like fucking, using it was like collateral type thing. Okay. There was that. I was in America when this happened, that's the reason I remember it in the news. And it was on all the time in Florida. Anyway, uh, the, the guy basically waited there, beat the guy up, and then called the cops. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know, obviously I don't know that much about specifically american law i don't even know if that would be the thing here like i, I don't know would he still get charges pre- brought against him something would tell me that they would be a bit a bit more lenient on him yeah i'm pretty sure you'd get away with it over here if it was it's because it's that whole um life thing like you can break the law if it means saving a life yeah but oh, i don't know i think it's a very gray area but you know let's be real if that was any of us we'd just phone the police straight away wouldn't we <laughs> I'd, I'd probably finish robbing the house first, but I, 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 I definitely... <laughs> it's okay. I'd, you'd already activated that credit card. Ah, exactly. So I'd, I'd, I've I've got the credit card in my pocket. I've I've actually got her out because I'm not a fucking twat. I would pick up the right tools to break the chains. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then I would fucking call the cops. And be like, yeah. I've, "Oh, black card is in his name. It's fuck all to do with me. I was just walking past, saw a window open. It's not to do with me." You know? Yeah, I mean that's how he could have just claimed. Oh. I was walking past and I heard some screaming. <laughs> well, the braid in the mouse. Um... <laughs> well, uh, just, I heard a noise. I heard a suspicious noise. That's all you need to say. Anyways, uh, another reason, right, why I hate Sean, right? Because before this, we get Derek breaking into someone's house, a family's house, and he gets chased off by a dog, right? And I think the film kind of tries to portray Derek as, like, the goofy friend, doesn't it? Like... Yeah. The, the one who's a bit careless and makes mistakes and things like that. But Derek is a much more effective shoplifter, a uh, shoplifter, uh, burglar. Because if you yeah. notice, like when he's going into their house, he has gloves on. He puts covers over his trainers so that he doesn't leave any footprints, you know, um, yep. things like that. And he also covers their tracks because when he's being chased by the dog, he opens a window so that people don't suspect it's the valets, it's them two. Yeah. Whereas when Sean breaks into Kale's house, he does none of this. He lies none on the bed, all, yeah. he puts his fingerprints all over the place, he has nothing on his feet. Like, yeah. he's leaving just a trail of evidence everywhere. Yeah. 
Like, the only thing he doesn't do is have a wank in the corner, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like the, the DNA everywhere, you're like, what the fuck, you idiot, you know? Yeah, like, and, and this just makes me hate him more. Yeah, just a little bit. Like, it, it's not often you're watching a movie and you're like, you're the shittest burglar ever, and I'm still not even going to root for you, but please save the girl. Yeah. But I do like the premise of this movie, so. <laughs> I feel like this is something that we both said that we liked, but we're probably going to kind of talk ourselves out of it a little bit. Yeah, just a little. Um, like, don't don't get me wrong. It's it's not like other movies that I will not mention. They they use the leads quite well. They're both well acted. The, the uh, what movies are... would you possibly be talking about there, Nico? Don't know, but uh, they they <laughs> they're, uh... <laughs> they they are well used. They are they do it quite well. Yeah, but the, I, I must admit the ending's the thing that really let me down, and we'll get onto that when we get to the ending. But yeah, well, I want to talk. It's about... the whole spoiled rich guy thing. You know what I mean? Well, see, because this is the thing. This is what I was about to come on to. Right? I this is where I think people who are not Scottish might start rooting for Sean, right? Because I think what they may be banking on is just that Kale's such a bigger dick. Yeah. But obviously, to me and you, we we will probably like, uh, you know, we might like David Tennant just because it's David Tennant, right? Because David Tennant's a cool dude. Yeah, and like, a... like I like his kill room. Like he's got all the stuff there that looks so cool to use. Yeah. No. Ooh, all right. <laughs> fucking seri- don't get me wrong. Not for killing somebody. It's, but it's, it's a serial not... fucking killer, Nico over here. But no, I mean, like <laughs> he's, he's done it properly. He's done it Dexter style. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And every time I was watching Dexter, it was always like, that looks like fun. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I think, um, I think that's where it maybe comes into it for me. It's like, even though Kale's a bigger dick, I'm still going to root for the Scottish guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so. Well, I'm not that evil. I'm rooting for Kate. Okay, well, I'll be the evil one then. <laughs> so, whilst he's broken into this house and he's found Katie, um, we sort of discover that, like, Kale's a bit of a tech geek as well. You know, he, he, everything is sort of controlled by his mobile phone. You can see into any room in the house. And obviously, this will play into some plot points later on in the film. Yeah, he's, um, got, the, he's got one of the smart houses you can get. Yeah, um, and this is where Sean kind of shite bags it, isn't it? Because he sees, he's a way to head back into the room to try and free Katie, but he sees that the CCTV has become active. Ah, uh, he sees the light's been put on. Yeah, and, and, and he shite bags it, and he, leave, and he leaves her. And if he waited two seconds more, the light goes off as well. I feel like that, that light goes off so quickly after he leaves that you would see that. Like, you would, that would catch your eye. You would think, but maybe he's just a twat. Well, that twat he is. A twat he most certainly is. Um, so yeah, that's that happens, and they and they manage to get back to the valley service without uh, alerting Kale. But let's be real, as soon as Kale gets home, he knows something's up. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And he f- literally within about five minutes has figured out that that, that someone broke in, laid on his bed, and activated a credit card. Aye, straight away he's got his actual blonde on the way as well. I know. I know the fucking balls of this guy, right? I know. But this like, is... he's, he's cleaned the area, he's bogged her into a car, and he's like, how do I cover this? Well, Aye, uh, 
get your ass through here and what in a hump that's the thing though like how fucking quickly was that because i don't feel like i feel like a a 911 i don't know what it's like in america but here like if you phone 999 and make a call of that nature i, f- I feel like you've maybe got what 15 minutes tops probably yeah before a police police so to do see all... it, it would be harder here to get to like places out the road though you know what i mean yeah. it would be harder here so you'd have more time here than it would be in america if that yeah makes sense. yeah but they're in portland oregon which is not a not yeah. a small place exactly and... so they, they'll have a cop shop around the corner especially it's a posh neighborhood you know what i mean so like it could be even less time than that then and not exactly. only has he managed to get the get katie out of the room carpet the room so he's done a bit of redecorating he's gotten rid of his kill room completely and he's already shagged the missus because when the police arrive that she's not just arrived she's been there a bit he's probably just arrived though (laughs) oh yes he has um yeah like this guy fucking moves and pumps quick aye like don't get me wrong if he's already got that carpet cut all he needs to do is remove the bolt and drop the carpet on the floor that's not going to take long that would take need... me that would take me long <laughs> nah, you, you just drop that in the room as soon as you've got it squared off in the corner as you just roll it out it's done yeah but you, like, you would still have had to take it out the desk take it out any of the furniture put her in the boot put her in the boot you know, put, put, clear the kill room would be harder than clearing that room. Clearing the kill, where where did that stuff go? Exactly, because the kill room is any storeroom downstairs. Yeah. So where the hell did all that chop saw, the the actual mortician's bed, that go? Where did all of that go? The mortician's table saw that go. Like all of it, the machetes that were all hanging there, everything. Like chop saws, they're not light. Those no. chop saws are. I was using one of them the other day. They are a hundred percent not light. You're not backing so, up. Yeah. You're not. You're not really clearing up the serial killer Nico tag that I just tagged you with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was using these tools. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. Like, where where did that shit go? Like that's that's a big plot hole right there. Um, well, like getting like... getting someone to come over and having a quick shag. Fine, I can buy that. Okay, uh, like you're saying, you, if he's he's obviously had the carpet pre-cut for this kind of situation, fine, I can buy that. I cannot buy him getting rid of the the kill room. Cause yeah, the kill room's the one that I cause like the room, like that little room, that's easy to do. You're just pulling the tarps off the walls and putting a carpet down, and then chucking shit on top. Easy peasy. The kill room, there's so much heavy machinery and stuff in there stuff that I use daily at work and I'm an electrician, that's why I was using it, is because all that shit. <laughs> not enough to clarify before I get a knock at the door from the cops instead of the fire brigade. Right. Uh, <laughs> like, the chops on everything, that needs cleared. You know yeah. what I mean? That, And the thing is, his storage room is his kill room. So where is he storing all that shit? Like, it's, it's, there's no, like, you would not think, same way, why does he drive there and watch the coppers go in? Yeah. Like, it's weird. It's, it's, yeah, like, this guy obviously knows, like, Kale obviously is very, very observant, knows his surroundings completely, 
And it's not like uh, Sean's car doesn't stick out like a sore bloody thumb. Mm. And yeah, like, I just, yeah, that was very bizarre. I don't really have an explanation for that. I just found it was very, very bizarre. Uh, maybe just an excuse to give us a jump scare. It was a plot point as well so that uh, Kale could put a tracker on his car. Well, yeah, but the, like, it's it's so weird, all that shit with the copper as well. Oh, how fucking bad are the police in this film? Oh, the, but the thing is, in horror movies, they've always got to be awful. Oh, you know yeah, that? but I think these ones take the fucking cake, right? If you've had a phone call saying, we've had reports that there is a woman who is being kidnapped and tortured at this address... Mm-hmm. And the, the the person who lives there and what you believe to be their his partner or his bit on the side or whatever comes out as well, you would still kind of insist on being shown around, right? Well, that's the thing about it. Remember, in America, you've got to have a search warrant. No, 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 I know. But we, don't even see, but we don't even see them asking if they can have a look around. So, like, what? No, but that, that's the thing. As soon as the copper goes there, they do the whole, is this a domestic thing? Because she comes out in her, is it fishnet she's got or stockings? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, she's got stockings on. And his shirt on, you know, and it's like, yeah, can I have a word with you, miss? Are you all right there? Is, is everything all right? Which is quite understandable, all good. They've obviously thought she's the female that was tied up. Yeah. And the thing is, him, he's obviously Tina Aruna went, aye, let's get the cuffs on it, go. And fucking, she goes, aye. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, oh, bollocks. So it does look like a jilted lover straight away. It looks like somebody's missus is around there or somebody's ex is around there and they're jealous and they went, I will send the cops around to fucking stop the fun. Yeah, but I still feel like that's a claim that needs to be investigated further. Uh, uh, that wouldn't satisfy me. Um, the handcuffs might, but the, the rest wouldn't satisfy me. It's, uh, it's not often a serial killer has a missus or a mister that they kill people with. You know what I mean? So if there's two people in the house... That's a very good point. That's a, that's a very good point. I, get, I, I, I guess I didn't really think of it from that perspective. That's a good point. Because if you think of it from that way, the only one you can think of off the top of your head is like either the Myra Hindley thing or the Wests. Yeah. You can't think of any others. Yeah, Bonnie and Clyde. That, yeah, but they went on a kill spree. They didn't torture people like the other no people. no i know i know i know i'm just uh just trying to plus think a killing spree that sounds like more fun <laughs> jesus christ nico you're no help but you just clarified your situation you're making it worse again <laughs> fine um so yeah like just talking of the police here but this isn't the only time where the police are completely incompetent so like sean goes to the police station in person at one point in the film speaks to this officer who does go around to the house and gets inside and gets himself shown around and obviously you know kale's hidden everything done you know covered his tracks at this point but the officer does that whole sort of i know you're lying routine when he's at his house ah and because the thing is the thing is right that's when you find out he's cleared up everything thinking about back on it now I'm just thinking, they never actually went in, so that he's probably just chucked everything down in the kill room, including her, mm-hmm. and then done everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but the, my, my point being is that you know like the police officer you know comes with this go in. no 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 i'm speaking about the the, the next day Aye. you know he when he's in and he's oh yeah yeah i as in the the detective the detective sorry like, not, not the officer the detective aye. yeah He's given it the whole sort of, I don't really believe you shtick to Kale. You know, he's asking him, oh, just another thing. And he's peeking in rooms and he's noticed that there's something missing from his, his tool set. And and then instantly in the next light, like the next scene is Colin Sean, a barefaced liar. And it's just like, yeah, it's, your confusion. It's just really, that was a really confusing scene for me because in one hand, he's acting like he doesn't believe a word that Kale is saying. But then, on the other well, hand, is accusing Sean of being a barefaced liar. That could just be a tactic to basically get Kale to talk if he does do it, mm. if that makes sense. But what really, really bugged me was in the next sentence, he told Sean, if you want to file a missing persons, go to the FBI. I know. I'm pretty confident that you can do that at the police station. That was a weird bit. But saying that, the FBI agent seems to have her head screwed on. She's straight away knows that it's like a serial killer that she's been investigating anyway. Yes, unfortunately, the rest of the FBI are fucking muppets. Yeah. That was just the way to say Like, <laughs> absolute muppets. This guy is just like... <laughs> you, get, you don't get into the FBI by being incompetent, right? Apparently. Well... You'd be surprised if American movies are anything to go by. Uh, well, well, we know they're not. Um... <laughs> like, like, like the FBI and American movies are all CIA rejects, basically. Yeah, but they're also above the police. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> well, you wouldn't say that in half the fucking movies. Uh, anyway, so the FBI people are meant to be very competent. And like the, this, this woman, like you said... Um, she, this officer, she's she knows straight away, but no one believes her. And it's like, why wouldn't you believe? Her? Like, w- there's no back, there's no story with this particular person as well. There's no story arc with her. There's no backstory as to how she knows about the serial killer previously. Had she been the one investigating it? You know, we get this sort of inst- we get this sort of inference inference that. You know, she spends a lot of her time trying to solve this case, but we never really get any other information about that. It feels like there's a whole plot line here that's just kind of dangled, but never explained. Yeah, like this thing, it's it's like a, a thread that's not actually been pulled off yet. Yeah. But, it, like, there, there's a lot in this movie where it just, it dangles stuff. Like, you hear about the, what is it, Nanny or something that he used to fancy, yet you never hear anything else about it. Like, this this basically movie, he's a spoiled rich kid who likes killing folk against a piece-of-shit burglar, and in the middle of this is a girl that the absolute asshole is trying to break like a horse. It's, well, it's, we don't it's get so any confusing. real... I mean, we, we don't really get that much backstory on her either. Yeah. Which, again kind of goes against I don't, I don't know if that kind of works for it like you know 
because human nature is just to you know root for the person who's you know you want to see you don't want to see people being tortured so maybe it's like a human nature thing that they're trying to bank on there but i feel like like there's a whole plot there's a whole storyline there as well we don't even know we don't know how he captured her we don't know why he chose specifically her well uh, we can guess how he captured her because he's always walking about with that green needles that he's got oh yeah just like out in the open as well i know it's so outside the outside the fbi he hides in the doorway of the FBI. <laughs> is he the fucking Joker? Yeah, it's like, oh my god, could you imagine David Tennant as a Joker? That would be epic. That would be, I think he would play it very differently. Like, no Joker. Oh, would. yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, basically at this point, Kale just starts fucking with Sean. Yeah. Which, which, like, I can kind of get on board with, right? If if Kale wasn't a creepy serial killer horse lover, I could get on board with him just fucking with Sean. Although, I feel very bad for Riley, because she definitely gets the brunt of it. Yeah. Um. So basically, I feel sorry for her, because, like, that whole him taking pictures or, like, I get the whole taking the pictures of your girlfriend pops and everything. It's all cool and all fun, but see if those pictures ever got out. Fuck me, that's like I've got psycho exes. I still ain't released their pictures. You know what I mean? I would never would. But when you're doing that and you find out it's happened, oh my god, that must be just utter hell. Yeah, like that's like she's absolutely right to break to just like end things with him there and then like that because yeah. as far as she's concerned it was sean that did it we obviously know it wasn't sean that did it and you know again that maybe makes us feel a little bit sympathetic towards him but it shouldn't because we should feel sympathetic towards her um yeah because she's done absolutely nothing wrong and then she gets beaten to within an inch of her life as well yeah see that but he takes it too far like well, like, because this is the thing, right? He, like, smashes her into the wall as well. Because uh, I thought he I... was going to take her. I genuinely thought it's going to be, like, a taking situation. He's going to take her, and then he's got to either basically pick his girlfriend or pick this dame that's there. Ooh, and it I, was I, neither. Oh, well, I think that would have been quite good, actually. Um, I thought she, I thought you just killed her as well, because he threw her down the stairs yeah. as well. I thought, oh, well, he's, ju- he's just killed her. Because that's what he did to Derek. He just killed Derek and his family. Yeah. I felt kind of like, bad for Derek, because Derek wasn't like, saying anything to anyone. Like, maybe he tried to kill her and just didn't manage it. Like maybe, because the friend the also was there as well. The friend rumbled out. Uh, so maybe, you know, he had that. Um, this is another thing as well. Like, when she's in the hospital, right, she's fallen down the stairs, she's been slammed, her head's been slammed against the wall. She has no yeah. neck brace on in that hospital. <laughs> <laughs> like no neck brace it's like okay she is paralyzed for life um but yeah so that happens like we say kills derek this is actually when sean gets one up on kale because sean manages to get a screenshot of kale doesn't he aye and then absolutely nothing happens about it <laughs> i know that's so weird that bit like it's like the build-up to it like the whole build-up to it and you're just like yeah, that's it done. Yeah. We also have this other weird plot point as well, where Sean doesn't get on with his stepdad. Yeah. And obviously, like, Kale starts fucking with them as well, says, you know, uh, plants stolen goods on the stepdad, so he loses his job. Um, reports a story about, what was it, his mother assaulting children or touching kids? 
Aye, what? Aye, I'm trying to remember what it was because that just was weird. Eh? And so that like they would both lose their jobs as well. Yeah. Um, didn't do anything to his brother. I noticed. So only was fucking with the parents. Uh, so and but yeah, there's this it whole fucking with the people he cares about though. Because remember, he doesn't really give a fuck about his brother. To be honest, with you. <laughs> um. So there's but there is this whole sort of dynamic between him and his stepdad. That's another thing that's just not gone into in any great detail this movie's an hour and 50 minutes long like why have we got an hour and 50 minute long movie and are getting none of these details we're getting none of this backstory there's no story arc here yeah it's so weird um sorry it's 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 the whole it's it becomes like a cat and mouse type thing with all the shit that he's doing to him and all that stuff and then all of a sudden it, it changes the other way but it never really involves it. Like, he never makes the right decision is what I really want to say in this. Because all the way through it, you're thinking this guy's a fucking mong. Yeah. Because A, he doesn't save the girl. B, he doesn't, like, make sure his missus is all right when he finally realises, right, this guy's hawked my shit. Uh, the stuff with his parents, like, you could just go straight to the cops and be like, yeah, Right, he's fucking with this, 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 and this now. You've got to realise that I'm not bullshitting because this is what's happening. And there is trails with everything he's doing. He's not that savvy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Like that's a, that's that's my whole problem with this movie. Like this would all this could just all be easily sorted by the, the police doing their job. Yeah, it's and so not weird. being just dickheads for no real reason. Like, th- at one point, they're like, oh, you've got a criminal record. And it's like, mm, crimes can still happen to people who have criminal records. Yeah. Um, a couple more things before we move on to the ending. The scene with the bomb, right? I didn't know that there was a Looney Tunes Acme bomb store in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> No, he just borrowed one for Wiley Coyote. Like, what the actual fuck is this shit? Like, <laughs> I rolled my eyes so fucking hard when he opens the oven and there's just those three sticks of dynamite together in the form of a bomb with a big timer running down on it. Like, why would you have the timer? Who's that? Be- like, that's only benefiting the person you're trying to kill. Well, yeah, but still. But Why? Because it's it's the way it's done. That's like, it's not the way it's done. That's not what dynamite looks like. The thing is, it's not even dynamite, so it looks like it's basically gas canisters. Yeah. So yeah, like, the like I think it's meant to be nitrous oxide or something like that. You know, something like that. Like, but why is he? Shit? It, the thing is, but this is the thing, right? I'm a Sparky, so this is the thing that gets me the most. Okay. If you look at it, it's got a timer. Yeah. It's got two batteries next to the timer. And then no wires at all coming from the battery. Like, <laughs> like, like, like that, that that batteries are magically getting to that timer and everything. It's just it's, so it's, it was it's solar panel. It yeah, it's it's it must be. Must be solar. So, he charged yeah. them. He charged them before before uh, just like he, he overcharged them and they're just emanating energy. You <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> like, so yeah, that uh, that bugged the fuck out of me right so sean manages to escape just in time of course he does and this is the second part 
Kale, David Tennant, thinks he can escape the police by getting a perm. I know. Like, like really? Like, like what, what's the first thing to do? I know that it is the first thing you're meant to do is change your hairstyle. Easy for me to do, but anyway. It was like, change your hairstyle. All he's done and is put in a perm kit. He's not changed. Like, is, is, slight, is it slightly darker? Like, he's dyed it black? Like if that was me, lightly but not much. If that was me, I'd start. I'd go like full on multicolor, you know, big fucking spikes and like getting extensions. Put like I'd go yeah, wildly different. But that's the thing. You want to blend in as well, so that wouldn't work unless you're going to a goth concert. Maybe I would blend in there. Yeah, that's the only place you would blend in. Hence me saying it. But anyways, yeah, this fucking perm like does not suit David Tennant's face. By the way. No, it doesn't. It makes him look ill. It made him look really ill, didn't it? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. But, anyways, right, let's talk about this big ending scene, because I know you've been keen to talk about it. Yeah, well, the the whole, like, as you said, this movie is, like, what, an hour and 50, F- is 50 it? 50 minutes. Yeah, and I think it's about the last 20. It It, it like, starts being so good, and then just ends up being like really shit to be honest so like, what, like, what what disappointed you the most about the ending like the, perfect he opens the the big hole where he's been burying oh. everyone <laughs> right and he, he drops the lion and, yeah. and you're like well how did those bodies get in the walls then if he didn't bury them you know what i mean it's 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 slightly like that just annoys me for a start because there's there's a door to the the, the hole. It's not just a, a random hole. It's not like he's yeah. just dug a random hole, put it together, has moved a couple of feet and dug another hole. It's an yeah. actual pit because there's a door yeah. to it. Exactly, and it and he's acting like he he's been using it this way, but the bodies are in the wall of the pit. Yeah. So are we assuming that he dug sideways and then covered it back up sideways? Oh, just a so inefficient be stupid logic and see who the fuck thought of that right who who the fuck did it that way so it was or is this just magically he's, he's created a brand new pit next to the old pit which is even stupider because you'd be hitting the bodies every two seconds even stupider yeah yeah uh yeah no like that's definitely a big big thing for me it's you know what the whole thing like the you know I, well, one thing I thought this movie did quite well throughout the whole thing was be relatively tense, yeah. you know, and it kind of, like, there wasn't, a lot of times, there wasn't really that much let up in the tension, which I thought was really good. I think that was one of the things they did really well. Yeah. And then, you know, you're coming to this big finale. This is your big release. We've only gotten, we've only had one kill in this movie, um, which is Derek. And, yeah. you know, so we get to this big finale scene, and it was just a bit of a wet fart of an end, really, wasn't it? Like, Yeah, because you know... it's like the FBR are mad rushed to it and everything. And you're like, this is reminiscent of like Clarice against Horrible Lecter, you know, that bit where yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're rushing there. And it just, it seemed fucking pathetic. But then they wait around. I know they're waiting for a warrant, but then it's just like, yeah. oh, we got here. And now we play the waiting game. Yeah. It's just like holy fucking shit. Um, the fight scenes between Robert Sheehan and David Tennant are a bit dull. 
I think, yeah. to say the least as well. I did like the fact that we like Kale thought he killed Katie, but missed. Well, didn't miss, but yeah, like who does that? Like I'm going to watch your face while I shoot her, and she just stands there like a fucking idiot as well. Yeah, you're like, but she's been conditioned at this point. Even then, you could definitely have told that that's your point of escape. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you obviously get the whole, like you were saying earlier, it becomes very cat and mouse, don't you? You get the chase through the woods, you get the final sort of fight scene, if you will. But yeah, the ending was a bit of a letdown for for me here. Very anticlimactic. You know, the FBI show up to, the classic show up just in time. Yeah. Just in time. Um, I did like the fact that they tied David Tennant up in the in the get up. See, I did like when she, because she's the character that's like the hero in this, really. Yeah. Because she saves him, and she's also the one that says, "We can't leave him like this." She saves and, him, him. Has that fucking great line. Uh, she's just in the very few lines that she said. The fact that we've seen what she's gone through, and she's still fucking kicking ass. She's uh, a much stronger character. Yeah, and I I love that whole. She's the one that comes up with the idea of putting him in the, all the fucking horse shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's just like, I it, love that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, that like I like that aspect, but everything else just didn't didn't really work. And then we get no other resolutions. Yeah, because. Like, even that bit at the window when he's like, I'm coming in to save you when she's at the window, you know? Like, when she's in the cage. That bit there, like, she's like, yeah, he's behind you, he's behind you, and he still doesn't know then that he's behind them as well. Like, like that bit annoyed the shit out of me as well. Yeah. Um, it doesn't tie up anything else from the movie, though, as well. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, w- w- what happens between Sean and Riley? What happens between Sean and his parents? You know, yeah. all of these other things. What happened in the afternoon? Does he ever get does he ever admit to doing all this fucking shit? Because he's obviously been caught and you know what serial killers are like, they like to fucking get their last hurrah and go, I, I did all this, I am that good. Yeah, so you know what I mean? I just feel like this movie left me with so many unanswered questions about the rest of the film. Yeah. Like, obviously, you know, as horror fans, we are perfectly used to there being cliffhangers and things not being tied up. And we certainly don't expect everything to be tied up in a nice, neat little bow at the end of a movie. No. But I would like maybe a couple of things to just be tied up at the end of the film. It's it's so weird, though. Yeah. Uh, well, that's it. That's the film. Anything... I don't really have that much else. The cinematography is nice in this film. Yeah, like... I, I I do like a lot of the stuff in it. I just think the ending's a bit of a letdown. I think if you know they tied in a lot more stuff, I think more you know what it is? I think a lot of the components are good. They just are like they don't mesh well together. Yeah, and but that's a big problem. And yeah. in the end, I was a little bit bored. Yeah, yeah, it's the same, but. It, it was still a good movie, but it was just... It's one of those ones you can watch once in the background. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, I, I would rather... I feel I feel like the worst thing a film can be is boring. Yeah. I feel like I would rather watch a bad film than a boring film. Yeah. Because at least the bad film is entertaining. In a, in a funny sort of way. 
Unless it's you in Troll 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God, Troll 2. Uh, anything else, then, that you want to say about Bad Samaritan before before we start moving on to our other segments? Uh, no, I'm fine with that. I, I, don't, I, I really don't. I know what it feels. I know it might feel like we're just sort of scurrying on and trying to get away from it, but I really don't think there's that much else to say about this film. So, um, that's fine then. Yeah, because that's the thing, right? You've hit it on the nail about the. It's not. It's got great ideas, and it's not really sewn together well. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the ultimate thing for me at the end of the day. Yeah, it just doesn't. There's too many things that just don't quite fit. There's plot holes, but you know we'll, we'll get into all that last bits yeah. when we're giving out our ratings and things. But for now, oh. uh, we'll move on, and we'll possibly get into one of the shortest trivia sections that we will ever do on the show. I'm sure if we bashed your head in, all sorts of secrets would come tumbling out. <laughs> uh, we'll start off with the finances, as we always do. Uh, this movie had. <coughs> Sorry. It's okay. And this movie had a budget of $4.3 million. Uh, grossed worldwide $4.6 million. So it made no money. Yeah, I'm not surprised at that. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, very much not surprising. Uh, I th- this, is, like, th- this isn't even trivia. There was hardly any trivia for this movie. The three main characters in this movie are all from Ireland or Scotland. That's, that's wow. actually a piece of trivia that I had to write down. Carrie Condon and Robert Sheehan are both Irish. David Tennant is Scottish. Robert Sheehan. Well, they're Celtic, so they could have saved a lot of effort with that. Uh, but uh, even the R- trivia is a lot. Robert Sheehan's the only one who got to keep his accent. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, la- finally, <laughs> finally already. It's been a sixty, almost just a sixty-second trivia. Uh, the news reporter covering David's death is an uh, actual real-life uh, Portland, Oregon news reporter. Um, so she got to have a little cameo in there, and apparently she's also made several appearances on the TV show Grimm, which is also set in Portland, Oregon. Okay. So it's just like any time there's a movie or TV show set there and they need a news person, they just get the news person. Get the news person. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, well, it be a boring place to be if the news person's free to do all these movies. <laughs> that is the news. TV show filmed in Portland. Um, long... Sorry, I'm joking and the cut is farted and it's absolutely humming. Oh, lovely. Uh, long shot, but Nico, <laughs> have any other pieces of trivia about this film? Jesus, I'm still trying to breathe, sorry. Uh, no, I don't, fully enough. Oh, that's uh, now that's disappointing. Okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on then, and we'll get into our next section, which is our ratings and our reviews. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. As always, we start off with the critics' scores. IMDb scored this a 6.5 out of 10. Metacritic giving it 42 out of 100. The Rotten Tomatoes critics scoring it 53%, with the Rotten Tomatoes audience scoring it 66%. Critics consensus, Bad Samaritan delivers a handful of genre thrills and a stellar central performance by David Tennant that help offset iffy direction and a disappointingly mundane story. I feel like that's just highlighted the, the highs and the lows that we just did. 
Um, yeah, I was just thinking that myself. That's pretty much hot to nail as well. The the our our listener and follower score. If you want to take part in this, go on to our Twitter and Instagram pages. Uh, there is threads up for all the movies that we do. Um, asking you to rate the movies that we cover. We asked you to rate this one from the scale of zero to ten, and the listener score came in at seven point one. That's interesting. Which I thought was quite high. Um, so it's time for our scores. Nico, on a scale of 0 to 10, what will you rate Bad Samaritan? I, I will give it actually a 6.5. A 6.5? That's very interesting. Yeah, and the reason that I deducted points from it was basically everything we said. It doesn't tie in very well. The, but the thing is, the things that save it, the things that they've got the points from... It is actually quite well acted. Like the three main characters are really good. The side characters are not that bad as well. The problem is the intertwining between them that isn't, and that's mainly direction. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely get that. Um, this is a difficult one for me because I, tr- I, I, I try and look at my ratings for other films and try and sort of guide myself with that. You know. So yeah. like I I gave Child's Play a five because I thought that was just a bang average film, right? Yeah. I I gave this and I think this is a bad bang average film too. Right. But I gave Doctor Sleep a four, right? And I don't know if I would rather watch Bad Samaritan over Doctor Sleep, if that makes Are sense. Are you actually saying you would rather watch Doctor Sleep than Bad Samaritan? Well, this is what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know if I would. Um, See, that would be interesting if you said that. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just sit on the fence and give it the same score that I gave Doctor Sleep. <laughs> and I'm going to give this a 4 uh-huh. out of, a four out of 10. What are you like? What am I like? I oh, know. Uh, so, all of our scores combined with you guys, the listeners, and the critic scores gives Bad Samaritan an average of 5.7 out of 10. Uh, that puts it in fourth place in the now six movies covered on the show. Uh, and it's slap bang in the middle of Child's Play and Doctor Sleep. Good, we're getting distance. I'm liking it. <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I think, that, in fairness, I think, I mean, personally, I would rather watch Child's Play than this, but. Um, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> Like, we didn't <laughs> fucking know that already, Nico. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that's a decent place for it. Like, I think that, I, I still think that, I think it's an average film. Yeah. I think I'd think i rather watch Doctor Sleep than this, put that way. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we also ask you guys, listeners, for your general thoughts on the movie. Uh, so we, uh, we can read out a few of them now. Um, a bit of a mixed bag. Louise says, I wasn't too keen couldn't really like or root for the characters much and Tennant's villain wasn't that interesting. Still love him as an actor though, he's brilliant. Um, a lot of the things that I sort of was reading said that Tennant was good and that was kind of it. Uh, Gemma said not the best but it does the job and David Tennant is perfect as usual. Ashley Epley though says love this movie. David Tennant definitely did well playing a psychopath. And finally John Lane said not bad, 
Not brilliant either, but definitely watchable without feeling disappointed at the end. And Tennant does play bad really well. Everyone, virtually everyone was like, here's my opinion. But David Tennant was good. Aye. Every single time. So there you go. Um, we can move on to the bad Letterboxd reviews. This is a segment of the show where I scour the half-star reviews on Letterboxd and try and find a few of the slightly funnier entries. Um, the problem with this one was that there's, there's not that many reviews for it. So um, I usually get all my bad entries from the half-star reviews, but I had to go all the way up to the two-star reviews to get a couple of them. So. Oh, really? I did. Um a couple of them aren't even that funny. Just, um, just I just tried to flesh them out a bit. First up, unintentionally comedic, um, says one viewer. I didn't realize this. I didn't laugh really at any point. Did you? Yeah, there's there's nothing in this that made me like. That's a serial killer. If they're finding this <laughs> one, this uh, this next one just simply said, I didn't enjoy. Uh, understandable understandable yeah uh a half star is 27 stars too many says this next person that's very specific half stars 27 so they would have rated it minus 26 and a half stars that's just mental that's just insane isn't it uh you know who would have been good in this nick cage (laughs) i want to know though Playing which character? <laughs> which character would we have Nick Cage playing? Obviously, the killer. Oh, you see, now I was going for Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take the brain off, like I just said. Nick Cage is the horse. Oh Jesus! That <laughs> <laughs> never got broken. Oh, no one breaks Nick Cage. We found no. that out. Wow. We didn't find that. Nick Cage definitely got broken in Mandy. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> finally, I wish a serial killer had been in the theatre to put me out of my misery. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. I know, like, as I said, the whole, like, leading up to it and stuff is shitty. But I, I, in the end, I did like him being in the chair, shaking back and forth. I'm not going to deny that. That was quite fun. But, like, really, it wasn't that bad. No, it really wasn't that bad. Um, it, it really wasn't that bad at all. Um, but that's the whole point of the bad letterbox reviews. Um, I do like them, because some of them... But that's the most boring bad letterbox ones that there's been so far. Oh, well, I fucking apologise. <laughs> There wasn't fucking any. <laughs> there wasn't fucking any to choose from, alright. Um don't listen to him, listeners. It was great. Uh Nico. Yes. How well do you know Bad Samaritan? Hello, Amanda. I want to play a game. <laughs> Not very. <laughs> this was the hardest fucking quiz for me to put together, because there's no trivia to this film. So uh yeah, let's. Uh, the first question isn't even about the film; it's about David Tennant. Oh God! So, uh, where in Scotland was David Tennant born? Um, Edinburgh. I don't know. Oh, I, I'm not gonna. I can't accept Edinburgh. It was Bathgate, West Lothian. And the reason That's I can't accept Edinburgh is because it's not Edinburgh. <laughs> 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 but like, like, like when you 
said, I can't accept that. I'm like, I must be close. <laughs> like, oh, <no>. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> okay, question two. Okay, on to the film. What is the name of the valet service offered by Sean and Derek? I want to say Shamrock because it's got a Shamrock on it. Uh, this time you are close. Oh! What is it then? It's it's Lucky Irish. Lucky Irish. You're I just remember the Shamrock. Question number... We're going for zero here. I'm not going for zero. I hate getting... I, I don't like that. Question three. What is the name of the remote town where Kale takes Katie and is ultimately captured? Oh... Oh, I know this one. I, I, well, I should hope so. You saw it. Oh, that's got to annoy me. Because I know it, because I remember seeing it in the map and it's sticking in my head, but it's gone. Nah, I think it's gone. <gasps> I can give you a that's couple got... more... You want a couple more seconds? No, no it's gone. It's, uh, it's Sandy. Dick! Dick! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Okay, question number four. You For must some get reason, this one. I was going to say Sandy. This is the why. easy one, right? What type of car does Kale drive for the majority of the movie? Maserai. Correct. Hey, you got one. Good. Uh, finally, question number five. What is the name of the FBI agent Sean visits after failing to convince the police of his story? I don't know the guy's name. I know the other day, the the wifey. Yeah, that's that's the person he visits. Oh, I thought it was a dude that he spoke to first. Yeah, but uh, that wasn't an FBI agent. That was the detective. Oh, okay, Olivia then. Her full name? <laughs> Does it give you her a last name? Yes, she's Agent something. Oh, um, Fuller. Correct. Thank God, because I was about to say furlough there for some reason. Furlough? <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to be put back on furlough. Listen, if this, uh, this, I wish the FBI were given 80% in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they were given the 20. <laughs> but they were definitely only given the missing 20. Uh, right. Let's so one uh, two out of five. That's uh, pretty poor, Nico. I'm not gonna lie. Well, it's not like I've I've seen it that much, and it's not like there's a lot of shit in it. <sighs> Excuses. Uh, anyways, moving on. We shall move into our final section of the show. It is our listener question of the week. Uh, this week's listener question was: What is your favorite horror movie from the year you were? born um do you want to go first nico no no you go first okay so i was born in 1991 uh and my definitely i think (laughs) sorry you can hear your cut in the background oh yeah she's uh she's in heat at the moment she's very loud um i was born in 1991 my favorite movie from that year is the silence of the lambs Ah, i like your movie it's a pretty pretty solid a pretty solid pick i think nico what about your year See, I, I genuinely really can't pick. I like I was struggling with this so much, by the way. Cause I was born in eighty one. And it has some less eighty one. Eighty one is eighty one was a, a a pretty decent year. It was a great year for like 
follow-ups as well. Like, there's so much follow-ups that were good, and it's just annoying. So I'm, I'm not sure, but I was going to go for The Evil Dead, and then I changed my mind. And then I was like, no, I'm going to go for Halloween too. And then I was like, no, The, the Omen, because it had The Omen with the one that was really good, where he's the president. But I fell back on American Werewolf in London. So I'll go American Werewolf in London, but my mind will probably change that at some point. American Werewolf in London is a pretty fucking solid pick, so I'll, 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 I'll give you that one. Um, it's even got the howling the same year, you know what I mean? I don't, it did. Uh, like I said, this is something we throw out to you guys, the listeners, so let's uh, have a look at some of these. What, re- what I really liked about this is that we got... What I really love about doing these sorts of things is that we get such a variety of, you know, finding out about you guys, listeners. You know, we find out, you know, from some of our younger listeners and some of our older listeners and, you know, people who like certain genres and things like that. And I love getting to know people like that. So uh, Brooklyn Ann says it's a tie between Poltergeist and Creepshow. If you had to pick one of those two, Nico. Poltergeist all the way. Poltergeist, yeah. Pick, I, I would pick Poltergeist as well. PG-13, let's not forget that as a PG-13 film. I, I know, how? Just how? Um, Ashley Atplay says Halloween 4. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I love that noise. It's, it's, it's a Halloween movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know me, I'm, I'm always going to be down for that. Uh, one of our biggest supporters, Galileo Jones. Oh, there was better movies than Halloween 4 in the year you were born. To. Okay, okay. Uh, Ashley, if you want to, you know, have a go at Nico, feel free to email us, Pod of the damned at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, big supporter of the show, Galileo, says Kari. And yeah, that, that's that's a great film. Yeah. Uh, like, you can't have beat Kari, and I'm pretty sure that was probably the best horror in that year, but... Yeah. Not sure what else was there. Uh, where Wolfery says, if you put a gun to my head and force me to choose one, I'd go with my favourite Dario Argento film, Phenomena. <laughs> Sebastian Sior says, The Exorcist. Fair enough. Exorcist is an epically good movie. It is. Uh, Ren, another big supporter of the show, says, Tough Call, either Creepshow or The Thing. Uh, the Thing, we'll go. I'll go for yeah, I would have went for the thing as well. Kate, oh, this is where Nico, you might disagree. I don't know. Kate says Freddy versus Jason. See, I like Freddy versus Jason. I like Freddy versus Jason too. <laughs> oh, so why would we disagree? I don't know. I just I wasn't sure if you thought it might have been one of those things. You were like, ah, oh, surely there were better films that year. But it's the perfect amount of cheese and horror. Yeah, I I think so. Uh, anyway, Dave sixty three says the birds. Cannot argue with that. Good movie. Yep. Uh, BKS says Hellraiser 2 or Pumpkinhead. Um, Hellraiser 2. Hellraiser 2. Hellbound Hellraiser 2. Yeah. Great film. All the way. Mackenzie Jean says The Burbs. Actually, finally, sorry, Mackenzie Jean. She says The Burbs. That's oh, a funny movie. It's a good movie, yeah. So a nice, a nice mix of that there. A nice mix of films there. So thank you very much. I am thinking I'm going to be slightly altering the listener question of the week very soon. Uh, and have it be slightly more trying to just sort of up it a little bit so um we're going to be posting things on our social medias like if such and such is the answer what is the question 
Yeah, and uh, I've changed my mind. I've decided that from my year, I'm going Omen 3. Omen 3? Over American Werewolf in London? Really? Yeah, because, like, it's, it's, see, this is the thing, it's annoying, because my mind just wants to change to someone else again and go Evil Dead. But anyway, yeah, I'll stick with Omen 3. Okay, okay. I think you've made a mistake there, but that's... that's... It's, it's the best one of the Omen movies. I, it's not better than American Werewolf in London, though. Mm, don't know, I do like the a few of the Omen movies, though. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, like I said, I'm going to be slightly mixing up the uh, the listener question of the week. But next week is going to be a, a similar a similar th- theme. Uh, question for next week is: What horror villain can you relate to the most? So maybe there's a horror villain that has become evil for a specific reason, or has a uh, a specific sort of emotion or something like that that you can just really relate to. Um, so yeah, what horror villain can you relate to the most? Like I say, we're going to be changing it up a, a little bit. Our first news hile question is going to be if the answer is Jason, Michael and Freddy, what is the question? And basically you've just to send us your funny answers. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of excited. Hopefully we can get a good response to those as well. So who do you relate to so far? Oh, I can't possibly say right now. I don't want to influence any people's answers. Oh, boo. I don't hear you giving your answers away. Well, I'm always a night wolf, so fucking I'd probably say Dracula or something. Okay, okay. Well, we'll... I understand the thirst. We will. No, uh... <laughs> wow. Well, we will find out next week, though. But, uh, yeah, that's it. That's going to do us for this, this week's show. Nico, thank you so, so much for joining me, as always. Thank you for having me on again. Absolutely. Up next, uh, we are going to be talking about a movie adaptation of World War Z. Z? Z? How do you say it? World War Z. I say World War Z, but I don't say Z when I'm talking about the letter Z. I know. It's, it's just the whole Americanized thing, is it? God damn Americans. But thank you for listening, also, Americans. I like Americans. If you would like to send Ian any information about America, please feel free to and don't send it to me. <laughs> yeah, that's at uh, Nico.81. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, feel free. Uh, pod of the damned at gmail.com. Like I say, yeah. um, we're hopefully, I'm hoping that we can maybe start a mailbag segment in the next few episodes when we can start building up some messages. You can talk, you can email us about any subject that you would like. Uh, you can talk to us about movies that we've already covered, movies that we've got coming up. You can talk to us about our listener questions of the week, any cool horror stories or trivia or tidbits or anything at all. Or you know what you could do? What would be nice and fun? Give us either ors, you know, buy or sells. Think anything at all. Ooh. Do anything you want at all. Um, and email us at podofthedamned at gmail.com. Uh, we would really, really appreciate that. You can find us on Twitter at Damn Podcast, Instagram and TikTok is up behind uh, is at Podcast of the Damned. Oh, I almost slipped into my old ways there. Did you hear that? Yeah, I know. Well, um, I definitely send it either or because I was quite enjoying you saying the ones on the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I think that would be a really cool thing if people would send us like by ourselves. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be horror related. It can be about general life. It can be anything you want. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But like I say, World War Z up next. Very excited about that one. Um, I haven't read the book. I know you haven't read the book yet either. No, I haven't. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna have enough time to read it before no, I don't think before so. we record. So, uh, we're maybe just gonna have to go ahead without that one. But I'm sure we'll still have a very interesting discussion about it. another movie with a Scottish connection. Yeah. 
um, which we'll talk about next week. Uh, but yes, until then, like you say, thank you once again to Nico. Thank you to everyone who has downloaded and listened to this episode. We really, really appreciate it. And you stay spooky out there. Thank <laughs> you.